0: Welcome back into the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner, the panel proudly sponsored by MelRay Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby, or rather this week, uh, Canterbury Rugby League. Joining us, uh, NZRL historian, um, proud Cantabrian as well, Will Evans joins the show. G'day, Will. How you getting on, mate? Any snow down your way, mate? Uh,
1: not quite, mate. There's a few flurries around the region, but, uh, yeah, missed out, unfortunately. It's a bit further south by so, uh Got
0: a fair dump. Nah, no good. Um, it's probably not the kind of thing you want to see in your backyard in October, to be fair. Um, we'll get on to yeah. the Rugby League World Cup in a minute's time, but uh, just quickly, the Bulls lost a grand final um, against Akarana. I still haven't quite wrapped my head around what actual region that encompasses, um, but a gutsy, a gutsy season and a gutsy final for the Bulls, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was, I think, you know, not having played the Auckland, uh, opposition for a few years, we were a little bit unsure about how the Bulls would go and, and obviously mm-hmm. a couple of upset losses for the Bulls against teams we were expected to last year. Um, so it was a great bounce back under the, in their first campaign under Jed Laurie. Uh, beat counties, that was obviously the, the big result for them, got them through to the final. but um, unfortunately outclassed by the Falcons, a very strong, experienced lineup. Um, terrible conditions up there in North Harbour for the mm. final as well, and the Falcons handled them brilliantly. It has to be said, um, yeah, I think I take a lot out of it, the, the Bulls, and, and a lot to build on. Plenty of young guys that are, haven't played a lot at this sort of level, and, and obviously some of our more experienced players, Daniel Hartley, uh, Captain Daniel, uh, Danny, so um, nearly, Latu was absolutely fantastic as mm. well throughout the campaign So heaps
0: to build on Yeah absolutely, just just sticking with the Bulls for a minute The travel, as you mentioned, a couple of years they haven't really done it They've sort of played uh, the local, or uh, I don't know if you could call them local But the other South Island teams, the same thing's sort of been happening up here in the North Island But a little easier for the Auckland comp with so many teams How hard is the travel for, for a team like the Bulls? Because these guys have also got yeah. jobs to contend with, don't they? Yeah,
1: so, uh, I guess it's fairly challenging and also, um, you know, obviously with, uh, the Bulls last year, all of their games were in Christchurch. Same with the Round Robin. They, they actually didn't have any away games, um, during the Round Robin. Had right. the luxury of playing all games at, at Nupinua down here. Um, so probably a bit unfamiliar for a lot of the guys getting up to, to Auckland and playing away. Um, and yeah, as, as I said, the conditions up there, um, it certainly a, a bit unfamiliar, I would have thought. So, so certainly claim to their hands. No question that the Falcons are stronger on paper and stronger on the field last weekend, though. It does um, sort of illustrate maybe the the gap between the two teams. But, yeah, again, I think the Bulls will be proud of the way they went.
0: We'll move on to the uh, Rugby League World Cup in just a minute. We're talking here with Will Evans. Um, But quickly, mate, obviously, we're less than a week out from the NRL grand final. What did you make of that one? Was that a bit of a. Was it a bit of an anti-climax uh, for you, the the Panthers versus the Eels, or do you do you quite like the the sort of dynasty taking shape there in Penrith?
1: Oh, look, I, I was a bit disappointed with uh, with how lopsided the game was. Uh, I really did give Parramatta a chance pre-game. Um, yeah, the, this was the first ten minutes that really shaped as an absorbing yeah. contest, and that it turned up uh, physical and ready to play. Um, but then as soon as uh, the Panthers sort of posted that first try; uh, the game changed, and it really—you know—it was all one-way traffic. Um, absolutely brilliant performance from the Panthers. Um, I don't think any other opposition would have would have had a chance the way they were playing. No. Um, a, a little bit disappointed for that sort of showcase event. You really want a classic grand final, like we did see last year with Penrith and South Sydney went down to the wire. Unfortunately, uh, not be this time.
0: No, I mean it was nothing like what happened in the uh, the AFL. I don't know if you saw that, but that was an absolute drubbing. Um, Think about yeah. sixty points the difference there. So yeah, I mean um, it was still that first half was definitely you talk about like a showpiece of the game. If if you're a casual fan or, or not even a fan that just watches one game of NRL or rugby league a year, I, I thought that first half was a, about as good as we could have shown you know as a game uh, to to the casual fan. But yeah, as you say, oh, but, you'd like a bit more drama, yeah, yeah. wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, exactly. You want it to be a bit closer, ideally, but the intensity was certainly up there, and Penrith's performance was just magnificent. I actually don't think the Eels played all that badly; they just weren't allowed, uh, weren't allowed the opportunity to get into the game.
0: No, no, absolutely. All right, moving on to the World Cup, which kicks off uh, not too far down the track. Uh, the Kiwis have named what a lot of people, I even saw Joey Johns the other day saying could quite possibly be the front-runner for this Rugby League World Cup. We'll get to that team in a second. Just one thing I wanted to ask you about, the numbers situation that the Australians have got going on. So they're they're ranking their players in terms of how many games they've played or where they were named in the squad, and those players will wear that number throughout the competition. Do you think that the um, Kiwis or Rugby Union or anyone else would ever adopt that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I'm still
1: trying to get my head around whether it's a sort of world cup um decision that's come down all, all teams will have to uh, run with you know the same jerseys yeah. um you yeah, can kind of understand where australia's coming from sort of rewarding experience and all that sort of thing um yeah for me i would probably prefer seeing the guys run out in the jersey that corresponds with their position but mm. yeah an interesting uh, interesting little um you yeah, know new thing i guess for yeah. international regulation
0: I don't quite understand it. No, I don't know that it's going to make the game easier to follow because obviously, you know, we want to grow the game and that's our showpiece, the World Cup. So I don't know that that's necessarily how you grow it, by having these players wear names that don't seem on the surface of it to correspond to anything. But however... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Griffin named Jordan Ricky. I understand they both came through the Canterbury Rugby League system, they were named in the wider squad for the, uh, for the Kiwis for this Rugby League World Cup, but unfortunately alongside Sean Johnson I believe uh, were last minute omissions. A little bit disappointing from them, but I suppose it does show the sort of strength of uh, South Island Rugby League, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I, I think that the depth is outstanding, particularly in the fours. Um it's just unfortunate for for Griffin. In particular had an outstanding season for the Cowboys finished in the top four. Jordan Ricky again really good for the Broncos. Uh but just so, so much back row competition. I think Scott Sorensen, another mm-hmm. Kiwi rookie at Penrith winning a grand final, being on that stage, um, and scoring a try, probably helped him. A uh, squad ahead of those guys, but so, so the four depth in the Kiwi squad is absolutely outstanding. I'm sure Griffin and uh, Jordan will get their opportunities in the
0: future. Yeah, absolutely. As I said before, quite a strong uh, squad named for the World Cup, but quite strong squads across the board. Uh, a lot of players, we're talking about our origin time, there's a lot of players who are you know, declaring for Tonga, Samoa to represent their heritage. Uh, I believe Luke Carey's playing for Ireland, Scotland. Um, Island, yeah Ireland yeah exactly uh so I, I kind of feel like this is as even a field as we've seen in a, a rugby League World Cup but you've obviously still got your Jamaicans, um your Lebanons etc uh who you know probably won't be as strong as the rest of those squads but who do you think is the uh the front runner at the moment for this World Cup oh like I
1: think the New Zealand and Australia are the two heavyweights, obviously, but mm. just the way the rankings have worked out, they're going to clash in uh, in one semi final almost certainly, um, unless the, the Kiwis trip up against CG in the quarter final again, like they did in, in 2017, but I don't see it happening this time. But on the other side of the draw, uh, Samoa is uh, in England's pool. That's a huge opener. Um, whoever wins that game likely to finish top of the group, um, and, and they're on a semi-final collision course with, uh, with Tonga or potentially Papua New Guinea you can't be counted out they're a yeah. bunch um, above their weight at, at a national level but yeah a lot of lot of um, even Origin talent and uh, ex-New Zealand talent in the Samoa and Tongan team very real possibility we could see them um, clash in a semi-final in and in, for a spot in the final um, particularly Samoa can upset England in the opener and yeah in England quarter final is very real possibility. So really fascinating on that side of the draw. Probably not too many exciting games on the New Zealand-Australia uh, side of the fence until you get to that semi, but uh, it's going to be a great tournament. For sure. so,
0: you're, so you're telling me you're not setting alarm, an alarm to get up to watch Ireland take on Jamaica at the uh, Rugby League World Cup?
1: Oh, I'll certainly watch a replay, mate. I don't know if I'll pick up uh, early enough for every single game, but, yeah, a lot of 7.30 kickoffs, uh New Zealand time, so I'll be watching as much of it live as I can, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks very much for your time, mate. Just before we let you go, what's your prediction? Are we are we, we going to take it out?
1: Oh, look, I, I really think we are a big chance. And, I mean, Australia are the team to beat, obviously, but there's a lot of... Guys that haven't played a lot of test football for Australia. I mean, Nathan Cleary still hasn't represented Australia yet. Yeah. Uh, New they have, have had a, a lot more test footy. I know no one has in the last few years. But we've got a lot of guys. Michael Maguire has been, you know, building this sort of squad since 2018. I really think we've a huge chance to give it a great shake. Uh, best 4 pack for sure. Each of our spine positions, top five players in the NRL. I, I think we've, um, yeah, this is as, as good a side as any that we will sent to a cup.
0: Brilliant, well thanks very much for your time uh, Will Evans, go well mate and enjoy the uh, the early mornings Thanks very much Manaya Will Evans there with uh, Canterbury Rugby League and of course uh, a bit of a New Zealand rugby league historian, uh, rugby league buff that's the panel proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby and in this case